What's going on, boys and girls? We have a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you today. We have an emergency rant. Steve Denovi and I rant about the USAPL announcing that you can set world records in their federation. Uh, they made a social media post about it yesterday. Steve Denovi and I do not like it, so we rant about it for about an hour. We do suggest things, things that they can do, things we would like to see. Also, just a lot of talk about Steve's time in the International Committee, how we um, aren't Big fans of what we're seeing with the USAPL expanding internationally. So just an episode of ramblings and rants should make people happy. We did not get to ad reads, so unfortunately I'm going to have to do it now for you. The return of the ad reads at the beginning of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, go to leftlarbros.com and get yourself some Leftlar Bros merchandise. The best merchandise in powerlifting. Make it look good head to toe. Use that promo code 2WL15 to make yourself look like a million dollars in the gym, outside of the gym, off the platform, on the platform. They got it all. Use that promo code 2WL15 and save yourself some money. Also, while you're online, get yourself some obsidian ammonia smelling salt. Go to HypeDust.com. Use the same promo code 2WL15 to save yourself some money and the best smelling salts in the game. Steve probably should have took a whiff of smelling salts today because he was riled up, and it would have been great to see him more riled up, and smelling salts will get you there, especially if they're obsidian. Make sure you use that promo code 2WL15. Also, go to Lift.net and get yourself some Stoic Gear. Stoic Gear is the best equipment or the best gear in powerlifting. I was going so fast here, I almost lost it. Best equipment in powerlifting, the singlets, the wrist wraps, the knee sleeves. I wear them in the gym and on the platform because it's best, it is quality, and it's the most affordable as well. You're not paying for the logo. You're paying for quality. Use promo code ANGELO10 to save even more money on already affordable product. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts to Two White Lights. Subscribe on Spotify. Leave a five-star rating on Spotify. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five or, um yeah, and also a five-star rating. Make sure you subscribe there. We're available on YouTube. Subscribe there as well. Also, subscribe to our website. And without further ado, here it is. Two white lights. Oh, baby, I like it. And as promised, Steve Denovi and I have an emergency rant. This is our first time uh, we're doing this. We had time, I guess, to do this. Date night was an unexpected one. Yeah. I was free, the wife's working, and I know nothing I'd rather do than spend it with my, my lover. Yeah. Well, my, my secret lover that my wife my wife knows about. Like, mm. she's kind of okay with it. Um, oh, so, open I think Ebony, or Elise is okay with it, too. It's just kind of, it's just kind of known that, like, if, if you're with either me or Angelo, you're going to have to tolerate the fact that we're going to have a side thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like, I don't know if there's a term for it, because um, it's definitely not an open relationship, but it's like... Okay, that's a mistress you're allowed to have, and we all know about it. But, yeah, me and Steve Denovi, we're going to rant, um, and we're going to rant at something that technically hurts me, right, because I'm a technical world record holder in the eyes of the USAPL. A APF USAPL world record holder? 
Can, can we just say right now, if you put USAPL world record holder in your profile, we're going to make fun of you. Yeah. Like we already stated our opinions that we're going to make fun of you. Like you might as well put APF or IPL or any of those random ones. Yeah. It, it doesn't mean anything. I Yeah. I got, I mean, I got all the rants in the world already, even just by that sentence alone, but I bring people up to speed. Steve, what's going on? The USAPL announced today that they are now have world records. We we knew that even yesterday because they uploaded it onto the USAPL database, which making sense of that is, is a weird thing in its own right that I'll rant about. But there are now world records for a federation in America. Mm. Um, you can uh, set records at pro series meets, national championships, or international events. The judging, the lift must be uh, judged by three cat two or cat one referees and you must be drug tested to claim a world record. Um, they have since, uh, I don't think it says all the things here. They, they backdated records where it's weird is like some of these records are backdated. Some of them are weird. Like I'm going to use a one, like let's say I cared about this. My lifter autumn green has the American record at 205.5 on squat in the 75 kilo division. That is not the world record because they didn't drug test her at that meet. So since they did not drug test her, the world record is actually Jasmine Penn's 205 kilo squat from the 2021 Nationals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can have you can have the national record and be above the world record. But then some of the world records or like the USAPL world records weren't high enough, so instead they call it world record standard and are using IPF standards. But I thought we left the IPF. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of confusion already just on my end, just looking through it. And I know the people working on this stuff are actually working really hard and they have a, a pretty good staff on there working on this. I would wish that their expertise and their skill set would be transferred to something else, something I think is worthwhile because I just don't think this is worthwhile. I don't think the USAPL should go about having world records in the first place. It makes zero sense. It doesn't need to be done, and what you're seeing right now is the issues I already have with it. It's going to be a con a lot of confusion. Do you do with the IPF? What do you do with other federations? Do you use open powerlifting? Is it just the USAPL? Are you counting at world records because they have USAPL Australia and South Korea? That's not the entire world, so you shouldn't include world records into that. And also... If I'm a, and this is just on a competitor standpoint, if I'm being announced to have a world record deadlift by Gino saying this is a world record attempt, I'm going to get annoyed because I know it's not the actual world record. Well, like I just said, Autumn Green can set the world record. So she can chip, my lifter can chip Jasmine Penn's 205 with 205.5, even though that's the national record and you can't chip because that's below the national record. I but it's a world record. So I, I'll give my opinion. You already gave your opinion. I'm in complete agreement, well, but I'm I have a go, yes oh, yeah. and a no. I'm going to go more into this, but continue. S strong no, that in no way, shape or form should there be world records right now. And I'm going to probably even elaborate on more of my time on the international committee and how I could foresee this coming what with a, the lack of planning from what that a time. What a time that was. But <laughs> what a oh, long great two weeks <laughs> a long, uh, one of the best two weeks of my life one of the long a long illustrious career in the international committee we do not have international competition just because you host an international meet in australia does not mean we have an international federation just because you have some lifters in australia we do not have 
integrated international competition. Keyword integrated. There, there is no, there is no way, there's no way that the pro series is integrated where the people from Australia are coming to the U.S. Right now, we're the USAPL in America. The only people that are viably setting records are Americans. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. National records, American records, awesome. If the USAPL down the road was to create a system with international, true international competition, not just like saying you have international competition, but actually having people from other countries who are good lifters, not just like 400 dots people who are winning pro cards because you say that. If you didn't know, they're, they're apparently handing out pro cards to the top two weight class winners at uh, Australia Nationals without any criteria. So we're going to have some pros that likely have under 400 dots. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a whole other rant. Yep. Um, if we actually created a true international system years down the road, implement a world record system. That's awesome. That would be viable. We are so far from that right now, though. Mm-hmm. This it, this is a joke. It's memeable. It should not be a thought right now doing this. This should not be a concern for them. And to me, this is just another one of those things that people can use and be, say the USAPL is being petty towards the IPF again. And in this circumstance, I'd agree. Because there's no... It, it feels like it's just a competition or a, uh, a pissing contest between the USAPL and IPF for them to acknowledge that they have the best in the world and because they're starting to expand internationally, it's a bad idea. You are going to lose this battle the same way the IPF is going to lose a battle having a really good American affiliate because the USAPL has a fantastic structure in America, but internationally, that's the IPF. Really, now if they had now if the USAPL grew to a point where they had many countries within their federation, just as much as the IPF, the quality of lifters to me doesn't make as much of a difference. You could then start calling it world records. You don't have that, and you shouldn't focus on it because you have to develop the pro series. And let's talk about that. The pro series. This whole pro series is turning out the way that we were both fearing. That's a band aid until we get some international structure so people can lift internationally and we have the IPF again without following the IPF's rules. That was my fear, and it looks like it's coming true because what they should do, the USAPL, is just set USAPL records. What about pro records? Could that be a cool way to frame it? (laughs) A, a, A professional USAPL record. A USAPL pro record. That sounds cool. That sounds great. And also... USAPL records have prestige. When they were part of the IPF, there were certain American records that hold more value and more water than the IPF world records. The deadlift record at 750 pounds, 340 kilos, was looked at to be the true world record to a lot of people. They were like, yeah, the American record, though, is better. You use the best deadlifter in the world. You didn't need a world record then. You don't need a world record now. And what this is going to do is just going to, Make people roll their eyes, make memes about it, get social media backlash that the USAPL, in my opinion, can't afford right now. And for something this is meaningless, it means nothing. And the lifters know it means nothing. Like you said, if somebody puts in their bio that they have a USAPL world record, they should be bullied. They should be made fun of. I would be the only way I'll be okay with it if it was a true world record. But if it's a true world record, you're going to have to acknowledge the IPF as a federation and all the other umbrella federations on the IPF as a federation. And that would be really stupid and weird if they did that. 
But that's the only way I would be like, yeah, if I have, according to Open Powerlifting, the all-time world record and it was set at a pro meet, an international meet, or a national meet, sure, call my stuff a world record. I, I actually can argue against that. But if it's not truly that, pointless. And also, it kind of dilutes our records a little bit. It just, it's more stuff you have to keep track of. And it's hard. It's difficult to do that. Yeah, and something you kind of alluded to, and we've been kind of talking about this plenty that, like, we're just waiting for the pro series to crumble, not only because of the misexecution of it, because, but because like, I don't believe at all that the executive committee likes the pro series. I think they took that as their band aid because that was what was suggested to carry over. And the proof in the pudding is the fact that in the post for the world record announcement with no context at all, they wrote masters world cup will be an exciting opportunity for masters athletes to travel and compete internationally. And then a bunch of people went, what? Wait, what? You've, no one's ever talked about it. What, a Masters World Cup? What is this? Um, that sounds like an IPF event that you're trying to start doing. Internet. And so I think in two, I, I've already been saying I, I'm waiting for the Pro Series to like be done. In two to three years, the Pro Series is done, and they're going to have a Masters World Cup. They're going to have an open world. They're going to they're gonna go right back to an IPF system, except it doesn't work because guess where all the best lifters are from other countries? In the IPF, because their government pays them. Exactly. They're not leaving the IPF. Saying something like that is inadvertently one of the best marketing for the IPF. For American lifters and powerlifting America. Like, you're just driving people to that federation if you say that, right? Like, it, uh, this Masters World Cup, which, by the way, it's great that they have a World Cup prior to open lifters. That's, that's great. Um, this Masters World Cup is a great way for you to compete internationally. This is your chance to compete internationally. This is a once-in-a-lifetime thing unless you join the other federation where it's kind of built into the system already. What? And it's actually a better international system. Well, yeah, exactly. What, what are you doing? What you doing? This was... No, I mean... <laughs> this is the concern. I feel like they're completely, they're completely delusional to why the people that stayed did stay. Mm -hmm. If you valued international competition enough, you went to PA and went to IPF Worlds. If you valued the idea of what the pro series could be and being able to have kind of like a self-sustaining high level elite competition within the U S you stay within the USAPL, And then they decide they're, yeah, it, they're just, I mean, they're very obviously they're, they're just, they're, they're wanting to go the international route. That's what they're wanting to do. I, I mean, and I, I'm going to go into my, Oh, go ahead. Then I'll go into my international committee rant. Okay. Well, I mean, when you just take what they did already with the pro series and I, I, I do think, to me, I don't know if it's completely like, okay, this is a Band-Aid. This is what we're going to do. We are going to eventually just try to be the IPF, and the USAPL is the IPF in that, and we're the international body. I don't know if that was their main goal. I think they did want the Pro Series to succeed and or the Pro Series to be a thing. I just don't think there's just a, enough structure and organization to handle these two things because – the idea with the pro series in my mind. And when I talked to Larry, I thought this was kind of the idea is create a professional organization. Good enough, attractive enough, uh, that has enough prestige where international lifters want to be a part of it. And they sign up with the USAPL and they can do American competitions. And then from there you expand internationally you're still the USAPL. All this USAPL Australia and all this USAPL South Korea stuff, I think that's the naming of it is bad. It should just be the USAPL. 
you have your professional organization in those. It's just another state, just like you have USAPL Missouri and yeah. USAPL. You don't call it USAPL Missouri. It's just party. It's a state yeah, exactly. that then feeds into the state competition. And you go to nationals and you go to the pro series. Exactly. If you get that professional organization and the, the hopes of this is where the competition is, this is where they're giving out the money, this is the highly produced meats, which they do that. Like the USAPL does have that at least at them. They have these highly produced meats and there's a potential to win money and you can start selling that to sponsors. You can start selling that to people who want to invest their time and interest and money into this federation. That was international expansion in my mind, not trying to create another IPF worlds because then what happens if like this world cup is happening or this, all these other events is the Arnold no longer your meet, your super bowl, your championship, whatever you want to call it. Or is it going to be this world championship? If that's the case, I'll join Powerlifting America and compete in their world championships in the IPF because that's the structure. That's where the structure makes sense. The championship should be something domestically like it is everywhere else, like the UFC. It's your organizational title. And based on their actions right now, it doesn't seem like they want to do that. Well, what helps make sense of this disorganization is my time on the international committee. The international committee chairman, um, the head of it. His name is Dan, Dan Goudreau. Um, Dan is just who hosted the Ubu Orlando meet. So if that says anything right there, I could probably stop and you could, you could assume kind of Dan Goudreau's level of quality to what he does. Um, Dan was in charge. The first ever meeting we had, we were told that affiliation was not the goal. It was to be more of like a tennis or golf structure where you had a British open or a French open or Australian open, which then led his feeders into the US. Um, the next meeting, a couple weeks later, mid meeting on Instagram was when USAPL Australia announced their affiliation in the middle of the meeting when no one had any idea except for like three people, including Dan, I believe Priscilla, and then one other person. And I literally stopped the meeting. I interrupted and said, do you know that they just announced USAPL Australia is affiliated? Um, and so fast forward like a couple of days, I sent Dan a pretty candid email saying like, it, like we had just done this two white lights episode to like be able to cover all the things that we were hearing from lifters and whatnot. We did all this stuff like, are, is, is the feedback going to be taken seriously at all? And so we had a phone call and I, I was trying, I was kind of like somewhat made the sound stupid because he, he tried to tell me that affiliation was the goal from the get go, which I confirmed with multiple other people in the committee that they hundred percent got the same thing is me that affiliation was not the, 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 get the, the goal from that first meeting. Either way, the big issue I had, and I brought up in that second meeting is that they were just going to start affiliating countries. And I said, okay, well, what's the integration process of how this leads into the pro series and higher level competition. And their response was, we don't know. We'll figure that out later, which I responded. I believe that's the first thing you're supposed to figure out mm -hmm. before you start affiliating other countries. And they're like, well, no, our, we need to get our grasp. We need to figure out what we need to do here. And then we'll figure that out. And again, I said, well, no, like why, why in the world would we be affiliating Australia and South Korea and all these other countries? If there is no goal and plan for how this integrates back into the USAPL pro series, like how, how does this all work together? And so I had a, pretty sort of for I don't want to say argument I guess argument not a super nice call with Dan I'm not a big fan of him we, we we didn't get along on this phone call and he told me okay write me a proposal for how this integrates so I wrote a proposal 
and I sent it and I've never heard something back since January. So what I'm getting at is there has never been a plan from the get-go of how all of this integrates back into the pro series. There still is not. They're, they're just affiliating countries, putting world record systems in place, but there still is zero plan of how these new countries integrate into our pro series. That's an issue. And I think integrating those countries or having those affiliated countries there, I know that it's good for those countries. I know they're excited for it and they're having well-ran meets and you know people are pretty happy to just be a part of it. But this is the issue that we're having is it doesn't really fit into the USAPL structure. And I interrupt you one second, just super quick. They're happy, but everyone in Florida is not. Oh yeah. Well, how how are we having Florida's having crappy Dan Gaudreau meets that are supposed to be pro meets because we're ignoring Florida because all of Robert Keller's meets are gone. Yet we're worrying about good meets in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. And I think when we had the council on, you know, with Marcellus and Joe, the, the real points or the main, the main uh, focus was make sure you, focus on what's going on here before you start branching out. Right. Like, and it just shouldn't be an area of concern for them. I don't, I don't mind the idea. I really don't mind the idea, but there's gotta be some sort of structure involved. Yeah. Why are we planning an Australian open international meet when our Ubu pro meet had pound plates and uh, mixed kilo plates on the platform uh, carpet that wasn't able to fit everything. Uh, no life, and no live stream. Uh, non-working live stream or lifting casts. Yeah. But we're worried about the Australian Open and we're worried about having world records, which we're, we're getting off tangent now, but it all comes back around to the fact that the, the, the focus here is world. Mm. You're the lifter. Like I'm, I'm a coach. I go where my athletes want to go. You're the lifter. Did, did you stay in the USAPL to set world records? Nope. And I can tell you, uh, if, if anyone from USAPL is listening, um, since we've made these story posts, uh, multiple poster children of the poster, uh, most were poster athletes, not children, poster athletes of the pro series. I won't name names, but the people that the USAPL really, really, really wants to stay have messaged me and not been happy at all and thought this was a complete joke that there's world records and told me that they are trying to figure out um what they're going to do next year. And they're leaning towards going to power up America because of the complete disorganization of all aspects of the USAPL's kind of long-term plan. Yeah. I mean, there's posting on two white lights, you know, you could, you could see a whole lot with people who like stories and whether or not this is a good idea right now. I don't think that there is a USAPL lifter that thinks this is a good idea, especially not the high level ones, the high level ones, uh, I, I especially don't think that because we're competitors and we take these things seriously. If it's not a world record, we're not going to say it's a world record. And we're probably going to get mad if someone refers to it as a world record because we don't want to confuse the powerlifting audience that much more. Um, that was that was the, one of the first things I thought about was like, ah, shit, if somebody calls this a world record, I'm going to be annoyed because it's just not. And the people who stayed in the USAPL – they were more focused on the high level lifters were really interested in the pro series and how this could turn out and the structure of it, or just the initial, the points and how it's going to work. And the, 
they were like, yeah, that's actually a pretty good plan. It had a fantastic opening with the Virginia Pro. From there, it just kind of lose a little bit of steam and the structure's not exactly there. If we valued world records, we would have stayed in we would have stayed in the IPF or joined Powerlifting America. We don't as much. Yeah, I mean, we've talked we've talked about back when we were part of the IPF. IPF world records are the only world records. Yeah. Now, are there unofficial world records in the sense of like, because that's one of the things that we talked about with Garrett. One of the biggest issues with the the, the untested side is there's no official world record keeping. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. There's too many people who claim world records. It's are, is, is world records because of open powerlifting, is world records because you're IPL, is because you're APF. It's a mess. The greatest part about tested lifting is there was a singular world record, and that was an IPF world record, and that will continue to be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, barring USAPL can become an international powerhouse that rivals the IPF, but I'm going to be honest, based off of the disorganization, I do not believe that will happen. Nor again, I'm going to go back to the fact that like most of these European countries, they're not leaving. Yeah. Uh, they get paid by their government. Angelo, if you got paid by the U.S. government to compete in the IPF, would you be in the USAPL right now? It depends if the USAPL can possibly offer a better product that could potentially pay me more. Then is what I'll think of it. But if they're not going to, then I would go with the government-affiliated program that will pay me guaranteed. Because like an interesting thing, Leah Bovard just moved to the U.S. Yeah, that would be a great person to have in the USAPL. She's not coming, though, no. because why would she come to the Pro Series? No. <laughs> I wouldn't if I was her. I Yeah, I mean... I agree. Yeah, you're not winning. I mean, it, I I think it is just about product for me, and I and I just I kind of just want to get like all the points out there that if it's if you don't have a world championship, you just don't have world records. That's it. You don't have world records. You should you should identify as your own federation and make your federation that it prestigious. Where if you say you have a USAPL record, that means something. Like. I led the league in home runs in Major League Baseball last year. That holds a lot more water than I hold, held or I had the uh, single-season home run record in the Dutch League because they do have one. But Major and League and Baseball when, reigns supreme. When you have the Major League record in home runs, is that called the world record or the Major League record? Exactly. Yeah. Because guess what? They, I mean – we don't even need to argue the fact that Major League Baseball is the premier organization in all the world, even though there is Japanese leagues, there's Dominican Republic League, there's leagues elsewhere that are, are decently competitive. You come to the major leagues um, or you come to the NBA or you come to the NFL. They don't even call those world records nope. because you don't need to if your product's good enough. What? It'll be recognized without it. <laughs> well, the funny thing is they keep on trying to always like resort to some sort of Olympic model. And I thought we left the IPF because we didn't value uh, the Olympic model in the IOC. Right? Like, am I missing something here? Am I misquoting someone? Because I thought that was the reason why we left. Maybe there's just a whole lot of doubt that we get into the Olympics, which I'm totally in agreement on. But it seems like the whole world record thing, the whole national record thing, is a very Olympic way of thinking. I thought we're trying to distance ourselves from that. I mean, if we weren't trying to distance ourselves from that, we would stay in the IPF and we would have got rid of drug testing at the local level just so we can be an IOC recognition, right? So I was told by someone, and I won't say names, but this kind of makes sense. 
because is, is the timing coincidental based off of some other meet that just happened? But I was told by someone that uh, certain equip lifters who may or may not be on the executive committee uh, have a very, very, very uh, high, high uh, standing of the world games. Mm-hmm. And that is what they consider to be what they, they really want to achieve. Is it, is it coincidental we just released world records the, like two days after the world games just ended? That's actually a good point. Didn't really think about that. But if that was your value, then then what's what's going on here? If that's what you valued the World Games, of course, if you left the IPF, the World Games is gone. You're not going to recreate the World Games. We're not going to get it over. If you can start calling shit World Records, it doesn't make it more prestigious. It makes I mean, it less prestigious yeah, because it, it's, it's like it's a watered down it's, record. Becomes kind of a joke. You know how? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know how I don't boast about my AWPC world record, even though it's in my bio, but it's in redacted Fed. It's because it's not as prestigious <laughs> as the IPF. We can run things through brain cells here. I, 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 I think it. I think my biggest issue with it is because I'm a powerlifting fan because, you know, I mean, I think, have we lost the USAPL elitist title yet? Or is it always going to be attached to us? It's always going to be attached to us as long as we're in, we're mainly in the USAPL. But I mean, is it not, we, we rant on anyone who does stupid stuff. Every untested does a bunch of stupid stuff. PA has done some stupid stuff. USAPL may lead the charge in some stupid stuff lately. Uh, I still think in so many ways that USAPL is the best organization possible. I will say I've learned a couple of things in the past couple of days that kind of made me think otherwise to an extent. That's a whole different rant. Um, they still are going to dominate U.S. tested powerlifting, but they're doing their best job to push out all of their main marketing material lifters mm. well, because yeah. – it's just going to turn into USPA drug tested where yes, we have tons of local level meets. It's going to have most lifters, but at a certain point, like do the, do the, the elite lifters, are they going to really want to stick around for watered down competition for watered down meets when they can go to an actual true federation that has world competition and true world records. Yeah. And the point I was making uh, is I'm a fan of powerlifting. I value the sport. I think the sport needs to grow before we get any sort of mainstream success. And this sport gets into something that we can take full time. And I think calling something a world record when it's not truly a world record, it's insulting. It's insulting to the entire sport of powerlifting. And that I think is my biggest issue with, because I just don't want to see that happen to the sport. I don't want more delusion in the sport. I don't want more confusion in the sport. It's hard enough that we have to explain that there's 70, 75 different federations. I don't want to have to explain that there's 45 different ways you can set a world record. AWPC, IPF, IPL, now the USAPL, you can set world records in? What? Come on, I, I can't. I was at a family party, and I had a hard enough time explaining the sport to them as far as world competition goes, and this makes it just that much more difficult. I mean, as I've already alluded to this, as of right now, there is no way for an international lifter to compete in our pro series. There, there's, there's no option for them to do so. Yet, we're considering ourselves an international federation with, what, 60-plus 
something they, they tried to say we have 60 plus countries that we are represented under. Um, I, I don't count. I mean, yes, you could, you maybe count memberships that we have one person for the supposed country, but like, we don't actually have 60 plus countries under our federation. Like how many do we have right now? Look, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight countries currently holding meets. And likely only one of those countries has, I mean, like, even when I, when I wrote the proposal for the USAPL about the integration, I looked at Australia because that was the one we knew we were doing to try and figure out the, the possibility of like how we're going to be able to do like pro cards with them. Like, how do we make that fair? Because obviously we know, and Australia won't disagree, they're not as competitive as US lifters. I think I counted something like 10 to 11 lifters who would actually qualify through our same standards to be pros. Um, none of them compete in the USAPL Australia. They're all still in the APU. We, legitimately right now, we could possibly, based on the fact that they're announcing that you can win pro cards by getting top two at nationals, we might have 300 dot something lifters winning pro cards and then viably coming to our pro series. Yet at the same time, they can't come to our pro series because there's no integrated way to do so. I'm kind of, I'm almost, I'm almost confusing myself here because of how confusing this is. Yeah. I, I mean, the best thing they could have done is just wait, just wait, wait it out. That's actually the best thing yeah. to do most of the time is wait because what you have is something golden. I think you have the U S you have the biggest market of raw of raw lifters in the world. Would you disagree with that? America has the biggest market of raw lifters in the world. Oh, 100%. Okay. There's no other there's no other country that compares. You have that. You have gold in your hand. Focus only on that. Just take that and then run with it. I mean, you can do some really great things. What happens occasionally people get bored and they want to go international and that makes total sense and I think the USAPL knows that. I'm not saying international expansion is bad. But I'm saying these lazy ways of going about it, like trying to say we're going to be able to set world records without acknowledging all the other international federations out there, to me is just, it's it's lazy. And you'll be much better off having your Nationals, having your Virginia Pro, having the Arnold, focusing on those amazing meets, because those are fantastic meets. Those are the best meets that you're ever really going to compete in, at least in my opinion. If you just focus on that, you can create an amazing product. And they'll keep more people on because, and also I don't want to bury this too much because we do have people in the USAPL listening definitely to our show and you can't afford more clusterfuck social media wise. This stuff is important. The social media stuff, the social media stuff is really how lifters from 18 through 28 years old gets all their information. That's how they interact with people. And, Right now, it's negative. It's not good. I haven't checked the USAPL page on comments yet. Is it bad? Is it good? Are people no, people aren't it? really commenting. I mean, there's a couple ones making fun of them, but there's not a ton. There's honestly just not a ton of interaction on their page because their page has been just a bunch of reposts lately um, versus actual legitimate posts. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they, no, like no, you said, I, the, 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 the comments are There's a couple. Well, squat, squat meme deadlift did have a pull up, but he took it down. What means it is 
USAPL world records any more meaningful than an IPL world record? And it was like 57% saying, well, no, it was, or something like, no, it wasn't. And he took it down. I don't know why. Well, but, well, uh, because I actually think squat meme deadlift, that's a shitty poll because they definitely are because they definitely are because their world records are the American records. And we can all agree that USAPL American records beats the shit out of IPL drug testing world records. Right. So swing and a miss squat meme deadlift. It wasn't the best thought out poll. The best thing would have been like, I, do you can, do you acknowledge world records in, in one country? That's a better poll. That's, that's a joke. Just saying it in of itself. I get what he's saying though, because like I, that's the same thing is like, we, nah, I, I understand that USAPL records may be more credible, but they're still calling them a world record is just as much of a meme as an IPL because neither should be called world records. Well, I mean, because honestly, the IPL is really just the U.S. too. Like, yeah. the IPL really isn't outside the U.S. It's well, just USBA, well, just yeah. having an international federation and governing body. Well, yeah. I, well, I can speak to the my days in AAPF and AWPC. AWPC and AAPF was Russia, America, and the U.K. Those were the countries really represented fully in those federations. Um I I shit. I'm gonna circle back now and say it goes for me. It goes IPF world records, American records, and then everything else, or like USAPL American records and everything else. It's really those are the only two records I care about. Not no other federation I care about their records, aside from IPF and USAPL. So yeah, I actually say like just saying the USAPL has world records. They have the the crop of lifters to actually say it's somewhat legitimate. I just think it's a stupid, illogical thing when you don't have an international body or a world champion. And one thing to say there before people call you an elitist for saying other countries, um, like national records don't count. A lot of the other countries, like France, their nationals aren't no. really like competitive. No, like no, no, People no. just go there to get their, their qualifying bid. They're not actually like trying at those meets a no. lot of times. Well, I'm saying more so IPF... When I say IPF, I mean all countries okay, okay. included Got it. in the Got IPF. It. Because it's it, it's those federations value their records and they have the best pool of lifters. Just and and USPA, like who the go to a USPA meet that's one of the big ones. Um showdown pro go to the Just USPA. put pro yeah. a pro or a showdown. Pro, pro Any or pro or showdown. showdowns. They never said this is U.S. Like they don't care as much about USPA national records. They don't. Mm-hmm. They like they they really focus more on all time world records or open powerlifting world records. Just looking at that, USAPL they have USAPL IPF have more of a connection to their records. I mean, if I said IPF records and the USAPL was still in the IPF, it'll just be really I don't. I would only go to IP, open IPF for most part when doing any sort of research if we were still in the IPF. Mm-hmm. That to me is that to me is the best database for those records, those international records. Now I go to the USAPL website because it gets a little bit more diluted when this, the split happened. And to go back to something we both said, and I'm going to reframe how I say this. I think we can earn the right to have world records, but it takes time. This whole split, priority number one should have been solidifying 
the pro series and establishing uh, uh, new state directors and meet directors in the states that we lost. Like AK, worry about the U.S. first. Yeah, we didn't really want to do that too much though. We decided instead to immediately affiliate other countries, which I'm not against, but that was secondary. And that was also secondary to having an understanding of how this integrates all back around so that in four to five years, we can actually have an international pro series to then warrant world records at our pro series finale. We actually talked about this. I don't know if you remember, we talked about this on our original one that we we did for the international committee that they completely ignored. We did that podcast with Marcellus and Joe. Um, we talked about world records. And one of the things we talked about is that like world records could only be set at the finale possibly, because that would be our world championship. Yeah. Like if, if we could actually have an integrated pro international pro series with a finale, then you could have world records being set at that finale with the international competition versus like right now, I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't even, I, I still don't really fully get how it works and I probably won't pay attention to it. I'll just pay attention to national records because it, it makes no sense. Yeah. I, it, it just goes, does it really need to be done because American records are very prestigious. I mean, I get a shit ton of clout off the American record I have. It's not the world record doesn't have to really be the world record. People acknowledge big lifts. I, the only thing I see from this is just negative backlash, which I will reiterate once again, the USAPL cannot afford more negative backlash. It's, it's kind of piling up a little bit. When conversations are more so like, why did the USAPL do this? And what's going on with the USAPL? That's bad because you want good conversations to happen about that federation. And they do actually have some competition now. I mean, uh, uh, Powerlifting America, I don't think it's going to scale to the level of USAPL as far as numbers go and quality of meets and local level stuff. But we can agree that elite level lifters are going there. They're going there not only because of IPF Worlds, because Powerlifting America knows their market. Yeah. They know America, what their, they're, their they're, market is and they're, they're, they're appealing zoning, to them. Yeah, they're zoning in on elite level lifters. Which, yes, it is more difficult for the USAPL because they have multiple markets, but they make it so much harder on themselves by having so much random stuff that doesn't integrate in any way, shape, or form that then creates multiple markets versus condensing their market into one, which they could. That goes back to marketing. That could be a whole speech I do in the first place. I was actually talking to someone who's uh, a digital marketing manager today, and that was the main thing we talked about is like, yes, the USAPL has a lot of different target audiences, but their marketing message is even more construed and disorganized than would even be with all those target audiences. Versus Powerlifting America has one message. They have one message, they stick to it. And the fact of the matter is, is, is that not kind of why USAPL got to where it was in the first place to an extent, because we were under the IPF? Like where... Where the to an extent where the elite lifters go, you're gonna want to go too. If 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 the best basketball players go to the NBA, you're gonna follow the route that they take to get to the NBA. Mm. I still don't think that logistically PA can eventually be the, the USAPL. I think that's a lot easier said than done. But at the same time, if if there is a big shift of elite level lifters to PA, lifters who are just starting are going to say, I want to be that person. I want to be my favorite lifter who is now a world champion 
how do I get to be them? They see the directive of how to get there. They see the marketing message from PA that this is where world champions go to. They're going to go that way, which is a lot of how I think USAPL grew. Even though it's a small minority of your lifters as your elite level lifters, that creates the system of where people want to cycle into. Because otherwise, like, you know what? There's a lot of local lifters who do a USPA meet and they do a USAPL meet. They go back and forth and back and forth. They don't really care. The people who have very directive goals are going to follow where their best lifters are. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, I, and we have heard that with the USAPL, just why they're successful. And then a lot of names like Johnny Candido, Russ Horhees being bought up, even though there was a long history before that. But that was when you saw a massive influx of lifters going into the USAPL is around the 2015 mark. If then you get, you know, Powerlifting America or another uh, affiliate that has that kind of same success, then people are going to get attracted by those lifters the same way we did in 2015 and 2016. Um it is it is long down the road type of thinking. Um, I still think USAPL offers just a little bit better of a structure as far as just people getting into the sport. But you never know, you know, five, ten years down the road. When and then I, I guess like if we just continue to go into marketing, they're doing this for marketing purposes, right? To get people who who are in the USAPL to make them happy to make them stay and potentially get other people. Would you say that's a fair opinion or claim? I think so, but they're directing it. We've talked about it. I I feel like they're just appealing to masters lifters again. Matt, like it, what tells me that they wanted, they did this for masters lifters is the fact that in the post, they felt the need to announce the masters world cup. Yeah. Because again, I'm talking to you. You are who they need to appeal to in the sense of the elite level lifters to keep them in the USAPL. You are not who they're marketing to by trying to put world records because you don't, you nor Russ, nor Sean, nor Delaney, or Delaney came back, nor Deuce, nor uh, Gerald also, Scott also. <laughs> care about setting a USAPL world record at nationals next year. What do you care about, Angelo? Being winning nationals and competing against the best lifters in the world. That's what I care about. And it just so happens Russ is the best lifter in the world in the USAPL. He doesn't need a world record to tell you that. He doesn't need a world championship to tell you that. Some people are just so good, and that's how good the USAPL, that's how good the crop is. Some people are just that damn good in the USAPL that they don't need a world championship, world record, or world title for everyone to acknowledge that, that they're that damn good. They're going to get acknowledged internationally. They're going to get acknowledged domestically. And that is, I think, what I wanted the USAPL to do. Like, USAPL titles mean something. USAPL records mean something. Calling them a world record, to me, I, you make an excellent point. I was just thinking, okay, here's the announcement. Are they trying to market to the elite-level lifters who maybe have set a world record? And now they're like, oh, I finally have a world record. I was assuming that. But that's bad marketing because they did – they would do the opposite. They would upset elite level lifters and other people who might want to get involved in the USAPL by calling something a world record where it, in actuality, it is not a world record. Set themselves apart from Powerlifting America and the IPF saying, we're this good that we can establish our own world records. And has it been a year yet? 
Yeah, it's been a little bit over a year, right? Since the split? Yeah. Uh, no, was it a little less than a year. A little less than a year. I thought it was June. Am I wrong? Oh, no. Uh, no. I yeah. No. It was uh, Worlds is in the fall. Never mind. Okay, so we're not we're not a year into it yet. Yeah, it was like it was like August September time, I think. Rome wasn't it's built in a day. Got kicked. Yeah, Rome wasn't built in a day. You're not going to be the IPF in less than a year. You're not going to have a structure big enough, good enough, to have legitimate world records and legitimate world competitions within a year. Very similar where the IP, where Powerlifting America is not going to compete with the USAPL in a year, and they haven't. They've done good. It's a little pat on the back to them, but I don't know. Going back to marketing again, I'm going to use a couple of examples here. If you have to tell people what something is, it's bad marketing. Mm-hmm. If you have Instead, to explain it, you yeah. earn you earn it. Like you just said, Russ is the best. 82 83 lifter in the world you do not need to say he's the world record holder he earned it from his performance and that creates the position in someone's mind not calling it a world record the same thing goes for there there's a gym locally they 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 just spam constantly that they're they're the premier strength gym just because you call yourself the premier strength gym doesn't make you the premier strength gym You, you can say that all you want you have to earn that through actually providing a service that creates you being the premier service. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if I'm kind of rambling there, but yes, like if you don't even need to call what Russ does or what Ashton does or what Bob does or what Celine does or, or Gabby or Alexis world records, what they do speaks for itself and therefore earns the right to be considered one of the best without having to put that title on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that is what the USAPL brings. That is one of the major major selling points of the USAPL. Um, I I don't know. I think it's a good discussion to have because I, I you know I think today and if you take powerlifting seriously, you know that world records mean something. Um, we we were yeah we saw that and we were pray, I was praying to God that it wouldn't be announced on social media. Like, I'm like, like, okay, I see it on the database. I'm just hoping no one's on the database for this to get out there. And then the USAPL made a post. I'm like, why? Why would they do that? You think we're going to get blacklisted? Last year we didn't. <laughs> no, I don't think we will. All right, cool. Well, we thought last year, we. if, if you're confident we won't, we might just. <laughs> Honestly, I think if uh, – I. Dude, maybe, maybe I'm being too cocky here. I, I dare them to blacklist us. <laughs> I don't because I don't dare them. I'm wearing a USAPL shirt. <laughs> Such a terrible. You are, but I'm like I'm just like we've got. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is like we communicate with all of the lifters that they are trying to market to. Yeah, like I, I, I we've said it before. I don't know if anyone has as much communication and direct contacts with lifters. Uh, who are on the front lines as we do within the U.S. Um, yes, we're, not, we're, we're, we're trying to help. We're giving suggestions. There's, mm-hmm. there's criticizing, and then there's criticizing and giving constructive criticism on how to improve things and do things different. Yeah. We and do that. We never just criticize. Yeah, we're offering the easiest route 
don't do it. Don't put all this manpower and research into trying to find world records. Just don't. Focus on the USAPL records. And then just move on. Their, their next area, their next focus, which I will probably be attending this call, is how to make the Pro Series work and also focus on those amazing local meets that are taking place. Is that a call that's actually set? I got to check. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I'll check after the podcast, but yeah, like there. No, I wasn't. I wasn't invited then. I gotta actually see my email to see if it was an actual thing that I don't think the USAPL sent out. No, okay. Because if I wasn't invited to a pro series discussion when I I, I wrote the original series proposal, um, <laughs> I might make a podcast on my own just to rant about that. Sure, we call it one white light. And we could have you yeah. do it. Or, or, or no, a, I'll I'll do three white lights yeah, because CT, I'll piss off I'll be. Like C- that's just a complete fail. CT Whitney. His podcast that he's been apparently been listening to for a while. Three white lights. Um Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I, I that's I yeah, that's what they should focus on is the amazing stuff that's taking place in the USAPL, right? These awesome local meets, they're getting a lot of people excited that I, a lot of eyes are gonna be on just in the powerlifting world where this is this is kind of unprecedented. Like these local meets that have just a general interest about them. Because when I got into sport, local meets were just local meets. There's no live stream for a local meet for the most part. They'll just or they'll be the worst live stream ever. It'll just be like there's a person lifting, and now it's getting much better. And I think that's helping the sport a lot. Focusing on those things, posting more about that, getting the data team on that too. Those local meets, fantastic. You got really good pro meets, too. The Virginia Pro was a fucking home run. It was awesome. The Arnold was great, too. Nationals minus the live stream was fantastic. It's a great meet. You got a lot of things you can focus on. And the, the international, the international uh, aspirations is something you can hold off on because of how good the USAPL is as an organization. I guess that's my, I guess, main takeaway from that. There's one thing to take away is that, and also you can't set world records if you don't have a world championship. Those are my two main takeaways. You also can't have a world championship unless you actually have countries that have legitimate lifters sending people that can compete for a world championship, not just a world championship like the IPL where it's just U.S. lifters competing in your world championship. Yeah. Pretty much where the host country is, that's where, like, the world that, – that's who that's the end, ended up the team taking the win. Again, I have a little bit of experience with non-IPF international competitions. One year was in America. Of course, the only people who showed up were Americans. I was just competing against Americans the entire time. Other time was in England. Most people I was competing against were English. That's about it. So you you don't really want to you really don't want to replicate that. But kind of on the spot, improvised too. We kind of just thought to get this out there. Um, tune in next week. We will have our preview for the American Pro. Get excited for that. That got pushed back a little bit. Uh, we had Solana on, of course, our uh, most official unofficial co-host, and that was a really fun preview show. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.